All right, welcome on back to Points and Doinks, episode 14. We're going into week 12 in the NFL. I'm your host, Travis, as always, from Trapdoor to Hell. Tyler's with me. She's from Points and Doink. How you guys doing? I'm doing fine. Now that I'm, I'm cheese from Points and Doinks, not from Curveballs and Chair Shots anymore. Yeah. That's no. all I'm known for. <laughs> no, I fucked that. I, I was doing good that entire intro. Yeah, I was I was gonna say, look at the, look at you, you're doing so good. And then look at what happened. Mess it up right at the end. It's okay. You are from the show, so I guess it works. At least I get to produce this show. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> can't produce the other show though. It's fine. Oh man, let's get let's get started with um how'd you guys do in fantasy this week? Uh I don't know, Cheese. How did I do in fantasy this week, pal? Well how how did the points and doinks bowl go? The points and boink. The points and boinks bowl. Yes. Unfortunately, Tyler did come away the winner. Love to see it. But I will say, Tyler is one of those assholes in the ESPN leagues that started Taysom Hill as his tight end. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, yell at Tyler about it. I am far more angry at ESPN allowing this bullshit to take place. I aired my grievances on curveballs and charges. I'm not going to repeat myself. And it, it hurts me even more because I could have actually won the game i just you know made some poor decisions on my part but the reason i was so close and could have won is because matt and ryan decided not to show up because in our league quarterbacks are the highest scoring players in the league so if you had two two quarterbacks who scored you know an average amount of points that's 60 points right there from two players and that's really hard i had travis kelsey travis kelsey still outscored Taysom hill but if i didn't have travis kelsey i'd be a shit out of luck and unfortunately tyler won I'm not looking so hot for playoffs right now, so I got to pull out a miracle and win my last two weeks. Yeah, in that league, we are all we all have the same record right now. Travis Travis is holding on to that last spot, that last playoff spot, uh, just because of the tiebreaker of he beat me, but I beat Cheese. So, and I have you guys faced off yet? I don't remember. We did, and that's when so. Tyler, Tyler Lockett scored a seventy point game. Oh, remember? oh, that's that right. That's right. That was the Tyler Lockett big we'll, game. Last game, last game of the season. <clears throat> We rematch up, and maybe that'll be the uh, whoever wins gets in the playoffs. So that'll be a big game. Yeah, we'll see. I think I think I'll I think I'll sneak into that last spot there. That'd be nice. It'd be nice to see. Yeah, but uh, I, yeah. How'd you do in all your leagues, Shrag Trav? Was looking good early, <clears throat> and then just right at the end, the last couple players, it was like I was ahead. I was projected to win in all four of them. And then the last couple players on every single buddy else's team, except for one league where I won and I took first place. But the the other three was a comeback victory by each person I was facing. So that kind of sucked because I, I was really, I was really looking good for a for a sweep, and I I could have used that. Well, at least at least you you know you didn't have two quarterbacks go for less than five points. And both I, I had Les or uh, sorry Matt Ryan went for more than five. He had nine points in our league, which is like five points in which is league. like which is like five points in any any normal league. Uh, Matt Ryan, who was atrocious, and then Matthew Stafford, who also had a not good game at all. So that you know that they got is, they got shut out. They got completely by, shut by out. The Panthers didn't yes. even reach the red zone once. <clears throat> no, no, they did, and then uh, Prater missed a missed a field goal. Yeah, that hurt me because he was my kicker. Yeah, that's Travis showing the hate to the kickers now, not the love. 
Yeah, no love this week. Anyways, let's get into it real quick. Uh, I don't have a whole lot, but let's get out some of our waiver picks for this week. Uh, right off the top, I want to say uh, one of the best streaming options this week is Daniel Jones. He, they're going. The Giants are going to face Cincinnati. He's still only owned in seventeen percent of leagues. He sh- the favorable matchup and the fact that Joe Burrow's out, so Ryan Finley's going to play, so they should have the ball quite a bit. He should be able to work more. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I don't think there's much else to say on that. I would agree. I would tend to agree with that. Yeah, if we're um, going to continue with quarterbacks, I'd throw out Travis's favorite quarterback, Derek Carr. He has a very favorable schedule up ahead. I know there's no bye games. weeks. There's no big, uh, no bye weeks this week for anybody, so you might not need them. But if you need playing matchups, Derek Carr is a guy to look at. Well, I was going to bring him up in the recap because of Joe Bur- Burrow getting injured. A <laughs> lot of guys were having Burrow as – uh, their number one or number two quarterback and switching them in and out depending on matchups. And if that was the case and that's your guy, Derek Carr is the perfect guy to go get right now because of the favorable matchups coming in the next couple of weeks. Starting with um, they have – who do they have this week? Atlanta. Atlanta, excuse me, yes. And I think they play the Jets. No? No, yes. not the Jets. Yes, the Jets. They do end up play playing the Jets. Jets. Okay. I, I, I know. I don't know why I'm questioning myself. But, yeah. Um, and if uh, you guys are thinking more long-term, I'm thinking just for the week, if you need somebody uh, to fill in for this week, maybe your quarterback's on a bye. Phillip Rivers has another good matchup. He's playing a weak Tennessee uh, secondary. And Phillip Rivers has been on a tear of late, and he wants to keep it going, keep his team winning. And I think, I think he's going to try and turn it on for the end of the season. Yeah, that's like I said, Derek Carr, if you're needing to replace, if you're looking for a one-week guy, Daniel Jones – and um, like you said, I think Phillip Rivers will work out too. And whoever the Carolina Panthers quarterback is, maybe some people drop Teddy Bridgewater because of the injury, but P.J. Walker, one of the greatest XFL quarterbacks of all time, stepped right in and did a good job. He did do a good job. It was really nice to see. I liked him. So, Which, which was a weird situation because Teddy Bridgewater was activated right before like an hour and a half before the game started, and then they immediately deactivated him. So like – they, they thought he was ready to go, and then they said, no, nah, let's shut him down. So I don't know if he's going to be back out. I think it'll be Teddy next week. Or this week, sorry, not next week. Uh, anyway, so in the wide receiver position, I have uh, Michael Pittman Jr. for the Colts. He seems to be leading the charge there, um, 15 points in the last two weeks fantasy-wise. He's going to face Tennessee. Tyler already talked about their bad secondary. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a favorable matchup for him. Only on in 35% of leagues. Yeah, also, um, Fitch, Larry Fitzgerald, who's only rostered about 15% of ESPN leagues right now, he just saw 10 targets last week against a very weak Seattle uh, secondary. And they're going up to play New England, where Nuke is probably going to get um, shadowed a lot by Stefan Gilmore. So Kyler Murray's going to have to look elsewhere, and I think he could be looking Larry Fitzgerald's way. And I'll throw out Corey Davis. He's a guy that I think we talk about every single week, but still below 50% owned in leagues. And he's just continuing, I think, double digits in like four of the past five games, something like that. So he, st- he was, might not give you 20 points, but he'll give you a solid floor if you're looking for that. Yeah, none of these guys like you know, none of these guys are going to replace your number one guy. No, but um, 
it's yeah, getting real thin out there on the waiver. Also, wire well. I'll, I'll throw out Jalen Rager. I think he's kind of coming on rookie got injured. He came back and now Travis Fulgham, not exactly getting the looks he was. Yeah. Everyone's starting to get healthy. And uh, Jalen Rager is kind of taking some, some looks away from Travis Fulgham. Well, it's been very, uh, I'll say right now off the top, because I only have like one other streaming option and that's defensive wise, but like throughout the season with, especially wide receivers and running backs and tight ends, the flex positions and whatnot. Uh, we're, we're having to mention the same guy's names a bunch because of the amount the ball is spread out. And, you know, one week they're getting picked up for waiver options. The next week they're getting dropped because they don't do anything. Then they're relevant again. Then they're not relevant again. Um, so like a lot of these names are just, we keep using over and over again. So it's so weird for me because I try not to repeat, but at some point it's like, what else are we going to talk about? Yeah. We've gotten so late into the season. A lot of those, a lot of those big guys that you're picking up and you're going to stash and keep away have already been picked up and kept and stash. And hopefully you listened to us when we told you to pick up those guys. But at this point, it's, it's going to be those kind of plug and play guys that are on and off the waiver wire every week, you know, just hoping, hoping to catch that big game. Yeah. My last option here is uh, uh, Giants. Mentioned the Giants again, favorable matchup against Cincinnati. Um, Ryan, um, what's his name? What's his name? I said it earlier. Ryan Finley is going to start. Joe Burrow's out for the season. So Giants defense should have a good game. I think the top ad that for anyone on waivers should be uh, the Baltimore Ravens, whatever carousel of running backs that is going on right now because we have J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram testing positive for COVID. So with no buys this week, you might not need a running back. So Gus Edwards is the guy who's going to – he's going to be the guy this week. He's he's going to be a guy to run the ball. He's not going to be a part of the passing game. So he's going to give you a nice, you know, high – high floor, so to speak, but he, you're really banking on him falling into the end zone, but JK Dobbins has kind of taken over that lead role over there. So if you can handle, you know, they play Thursday for Thanksgiving, but they also play the next Thursday night game. So maybe with COVID he might miss two weeks in a row, but I think if you're set with RB two, you can stash JK Dobbins and kind of wait and see what happens for next week. Uh, that's assuming that somebody drops him, you know, who he's, knows? Ava- he's available in a decent amount of leagues. Like really, you know, like forty, like forty-seven, forty-six. No, no shit. Uh, where's he at? Oh, he's gone now. I don't know where he went. I had him on here, and now he's gone. I don't like this. I don't like how they do this. Uh, he is. Let's see who's who's got the quickest internet. NFL fantasy leagues, 43.6% rostered. So I think people are like Tyler who banked on him, maybe being the guy rookie year and it just didn't happen. So people dropped Dropped him. him. And now we've seen the last two weeks, he's productively been the top guy in that offense, especially since Mark Ingram has been out. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, You guys have got any other uh, waiver options? No, not there. it's like I was saying earlier, it's real thin out there. It's, <sighs> it's, it's tough to pin down. And then at the tight end position, it's just a crapshoot with the amount of, you know, ugly, ugly tight end play there is out there. And if you don't have Taysom Hill, you're shut of luck. Yeah, well, no, you can't start him at tight end anymore because they changed the eligibility. Darn. Hate to yeah. see it. Yeah. All right. So let's see. We already touched on one of these topics that I had. 
Uh, oh, so speaking on – oh, I could have mentioned this. Speaking on the Bengals losing Joe Burrow, what do you think this does for the wide receiver core? Because there's three guys over there who've kind of been, you know, one more steady than the other. What, what do you guys think is going to go on over there? Hmm. That's tough. I, I mean, I think they're going to they're gonna start relying on shorter passage, passes. They're not going to open up the playbook as much. It's going to be a lot of dink and dunk. So I, I'm seeing Tyler Boyd maybe just being that slot guy. He's going to play inside the numbers. He's going to stay close. And then if if AJ Green and Ryan Finley can get on get on a, a on the same page, I could see him kind of being that guy. But T Higgins, Auden Tate, those deep ball, big target type uh, end zone guys are gonna be tough to to start. Yeah, you're gonna have to lower expectations. Ryan yeah. Finley is not Joe Burrow, so I think Tyler Boyd. You're still starting him, I think maybe instead of the wide receiver one you're thinking he was going to be wide receiver two. And then T Higgins, I think is more of a flex consideration. AJ green. I, I would be mad if you dropped him. I think you want to wait a week just to kind of see what that offense exactly looks like. But I think Tyler Boyd will be fine. T Higgins is, I think the guy who's going to take a dramatic step back because the quarterback shift. Yeah. I have T Higgins in a couple of leagues and I, yeah. I pulled him onto the bench for this week. I'm not going to drop him, but I'm just going to, wait and see what that looks like you know it's unfortunate because he was really just starting to get it going yeah i just traded uh for drew Brees and t higgins so that that trade has not worked out for me so far i mean it worked out the one week before uh before he got hurt before bro got hurt but i also think cincinnati's going to start relying on the on the run game a little bit more as well joe mixon went on ir so i think giovanni bernard is going to be getting a lot of touches here just because without Joe Burrow, I don't see them being this high passing offense. That offensive line is still trash. It's very trash. It's very yeah. trash, but. Um, well, uh, we kind of ran through most of the topics I was going to talk about during the waivers and stuff. So if, if you guys have anything else you'd like to talk about, we can. As much as I was bitching about Taysom Hill being a tight end, he looked, good i mean he wasn't like lining up by any means but i think it didn't look good to the second half he's he's a viable qb like if you're kind of trying to figure it out if he's not going to take over those top tier guys by any means but you know playing the matchups i think Taysom hill is a viable streamer well right like for example i picked up Taysom hill in one of my leagues where i had i have kyla murray as my starter and i had previously ryan Tannehill that i'd picked up so you know, I'm I'm gonna I'd rather drop Tannehill and then take a chance on Taysom. I'm not gonna start him right away. He's probably gonna sit on the bench, but better sit on my bench than go to somebody else's team and absolutely show out. You know? Yeah, and I mean, he did. He, like Travis was saying, he really started to show up in the second half. But this was his first game taking full snaps as a quarterback, so could have just been you know nerves. Uh, rookie and experience and he's going to start to get in the groove we kind of saw it with Tua in his first game and then his second game out he started to show out a little bit so uh, this could be this could be the start of a bright career I think the surprising thing was Alvin Kamara wasn't thrown once he didn't get any catches and usually with Drew Brees in that offense he keeps feeding them and you think maybe Taysom Hill would be dink and dunk and giving it to Kamara that just wasn't the case so maybe lowering expectations for Alvin Kamara with Taysom Hill in this offense 
I think they'll get back to that game plan this week. Uh, you, you can't stay away from your guy that long. Yeah, this is the first game in five years Alvin Kamara hadn't caught a pass. It's just wild. It's wild that the, that wasn't in the in the game plan at all. Um, I wanted to bring up the Colts running back situation because it seemed like this past week Jonathan Taylor came out and handled most of the workload. So do you guys see this as a, a going forward? Are they starting to trust him more or well, I've been is this just flash too- in the pan? I've been saying, too, that it looks like every time they get into the red zone or goal line, Naheem Hines seems to be the guy they go to. Um, I think that's because his athletic ability is a little more towards the agility side where it's good to have in the goal line situations. But Jonathan Taylor being a more ground-and-pound kind of old-school style or traditional style running back. So – this was, I think this was due to, like, every time Green Bay got the ball, they just scored really – well, especially in the first half, they scored really fast, and the fact that that run defense is absolute shitty. Yeah. I don't think they do that against Tennessee. I mean, there, there's just so many running back committees right now that it's kind of hard to decipher. I think Jonathan Taylor is one of those guys that you can you plug him in, you pray he gets some work. I think Naeem Hines not getting that much catching, uh, you know, not didn't catch a lot of balls in this game, especially since it's a high-scoring game. He thought maybe he'd look a little bit better. So I think Naeem Hines will be worked in a little bit more than normal, uh, or at least this last game. But Jonathan Taylor, I mean, if you stuck with him this, this long, might as well just keep riding him. I guess so. Thanks, guys. I needed that. Sorry, buddy. We gave you a lot of confidence in that, dude. <laughs> Sorry, good. Oh, help you there. my God. Jonathan Taylor has been killing me all year. Well, if you don't have any more topics, I guess I have a question. Okay. Travis has a somewhat question. <laughs> this comes from uh, Twitter. So it's not oh, from Tyler Kiai. Is this going to be? Oh, I go, okay. I know who this is from. It's from Curveballs and Chair Shots, Twitter. Oh God! Curveballs and chair shots on Twitter. So apparently the Minnesota Vice. So this is hold up. NFL on ESPN tweeted a picture. It says which rookie wide receiver would you build your offense around? C.D. Lamb, Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins. Then the Minnesota Vikings retweeted it and said, or, or they said NFL on ESPN said tough decision. Then Minnesota Vikings said no, it ain't. Then curveballs and chair shots DM'd that to us and said, who would you build your offense around? So I guess. Strictly from a fantasy perspective, if we're doing a keeper league. I would guess. I mean, it was, it was sent today. So, uh, I mean. Yeah. I, that's why I was like, did he mean to send it to the trap door page? Did he mean to send it to just one of us? I was very confused. And then I thought, does he want this on the podcast? Like on which podcast? Yeah, he didn't kind clarify, and I there. didn't, I didn't bother to ask. So, but uh, thank you, but, for but you know chair shots on Twitter. First person yeah. asked this question. Thank you. For, well, not first person, but we'll yeah. answer. Uh, we'll answer it here from a fantasy, uh, and then tomorrow, me and Tyler can answer this from a like, real football a NFL NFL franchise perspective. So why don't we start with cheese? How would you? Who would you want to build your team around? Your dynasty team. So what? So it was T. Higgins. Was it Chase Claypool and no, Justin, Justin Jefferson and C.D. Lamb? C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb. I think I would go with Justin Jefferson. I think just right now the way 
he's been playing. I, I mean, it's kind of hard to kind of just take him out of that offense and just kind of evaluate how he would, how we play and just, you know, complete a new team. But I think he's shown that he could be the top guy in that offense if he wanted to. I mean, Adam Thielen's out with COVID right now. So we're, we're going to see him this week be the, the top guy in the Vikings uh, receiver core. But I think out of everyone, he's like the guy I feel like could be, you know, a number one receiver. Uh, this it's 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 a really it's a really wild question because the answer the answer is Justin Jefferson but straight up I mean you're looking at it from a fantasy perspective and fantasy wise and he's he's been very high productive and a guy all all season for the Vikings uh CeeDee Lamb if this question was brought up in week three or four CeeDee Lamb is my answer but no longer that because Jack Prescott. So kind of interesting. T. Higgins, he's very good. Uh, he's just like a notch below these guys, I think. So are we answering, like you said, we're building this team around for a fantasy team. Yeah. But she's brought up a dynasty league. Is this for a dynasty league in our minds? Or is Dude, it just, this just answer the question? Well, no, because, because it matters. Because if we're talking this year, I agree with you that Justin Jefferson is for sure the guy, like you said, Dak got injured. You got all these problems. But if it's a dynasty league and we're holding on, I want CeeDee Lamb. I like Dak Prescott a lot better as a quarterback than Kirk Cousins. I think he's a more consistent quarterback and we've seen how bad that Dallas defense is so they're gonna they have to throw the ball a lot and I think CeeDee Lamb and Dak Prescott are just going to further build on their relationship to the point where CeeDee Lamb is the number one guy in that high-powered offense I mean look at what we just saw we before Dak got injured he was throwing for 400 yards a game and he was he was maintaining two top 10 wide receivers in CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper so therefore, I like CD Lamb in a dynasty. I mean, you're assuming that nothing changes next year. That's the, that's the thing. Well, what's I? You know, Dak's going to yeah. resign. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm not. I'm not arguing. Everything yeah. you said was per had perfectly good points. I'm just I'm just saying. Maybe Kirk Cousins goes to San Francisco and the Vikings get a rookie quarterback. Just I lights mean, it up. Ryan Fitzpatrick goes to Minnesota. He'd look great in those purple uniforms. Not exactly a fantasy question, but you know, the people ask. The people we ask. Re- we shall. We shall res- uh, give them the answers. Yes, exactly. Uh, Cheese, you didn't get anything from your side, right? No, curveballs and cherry shots to not DM themselves. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been great. I would have loved that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into the breakdown, huh? All righty. I believe it is my week this week. Yeah. Is that true? Is that true? Okay. Yeah. All right, Tyler, your time did to you, shine. Did you see my Bruce's turn time now? to shine? You see my I did. Now? I when you leaned back, I saw you. I saw your uh baby Yoda on your on top of your chair. You said it scratches your head. I feel bad for that baby Yoda. Because the hand is like this. Just the amount the that, right here. Uh, just give it a week, one week, and that hand will be black. I don't I don't do it. Sure you don't. Sorry. All right. This is great radio. Great, great games this week. Uh, as everybody knows, Thanksgiving is this week, so we have three Thursday games. So let's start off with the first game. We have the Houston Texans at the Detroit Lions. Let's start it off with Cheese. What are you looking for in this matchup? 
So I am looking at Duke Johnson for the Houston Texans. He filling in for David Johnson has not been very good. He's getting a lot of touches, but he's just not being very efficient whatsoever. The Lions run defense, defense in general is not very good. So I'm looking to see if he can break through. And this is technically possibly the last week David Johnson is on IR. So he could come back next week. And so, and then I think uh, throwing the ball wise, Houston will be fine. But I think it's the run, you know, running the ball is really their kind of thing that's very lackluster at the moment. Yeah, um, I really think this game is going to be a shootout. So, if you got – I don't know what's going on with Kenny Galladay. Do we have any update on what's up with him injury-wise? He's still kind of questionable. Yeah, he's Uh, not really Nothing's come out of – yeah, I mean, he practiced practiced in limited – Too many many words with EDs at the end coming up here. He practiced in limited capacity – I think like two of the three three days last week and then was ultimately shut down. So the fact that he was practicing is good. It's it's a good sign, but the short week, it's going to be tough. I think he's a game-time decision. Now, look, this is also DeAndre Swift is questionable to play this way uh, this week too because of a concussion protocol, I believe, correct? Yeah, he went out on Friday. I think it was Friday was when he got the concussion. So he has to, he still has to clear protocol. And if he does get all the way through, it'll be like last minute. So he could be starting, but uh, it'd be, it, it's going to be tough to get him out there. Yeah. If both, of, if both of those guys don't start, then I look for this Detroit Lions offense to be just as bad as it was against Carolina. Uh, th- those are their playmakers, and without them, it's very tough for Matthew Stafford to get anything going. So, if at least Galladay starts, then you might look at like Marvin Jones or somebody else as an option at flex because that's going to open up the field. Um, the Texans, I think Deshaun Watson will get it done, and uh, um, Brandon Cooks has been having a good, a good few couple weeks over there. Um, so I look for him to keep continuing the trend. They're starting to figure, you know, figure each other out. I like that. <clears throat> nothing, nothing beats last year having David Blau start for Detroit. And I sat Kenny Galladay and he went off for like 200 yards and two touchdowns or some shit like that. Good times. Good times. Uh, we go to the next game, the uh, midday Thanksgiving game where we have the Washington football team at the Dallas Cowboys, Trav. What are you looking for? Uh, this is shit game, but it's Thanksgiving. And it's always the Cowboys versus the football team. Yeah, you think they're ever going to change that up now that now that the uh, <laughs> the team, no. team name's getting changed? No, just because they changed it from the R words, I think they'll still leave this shitty matchup. But um, I do think the Cowboys bring an extra sense of being on prime time on Thanksgiving. That's one of their games every year. I expect Andy Dalton to come out and really spread the love around. Um, I see. Let me see which receiver I'm going to pick. I want CD lamb. will have a big day. We'll go with that. CD Lamb's going to have a big day. All right. Jeez. I'll go with Amari Cooper having a big day because I'm not biased whatsoever. <laughs> on Washington's side, uh, Terry McLaurin has an ankle issue. He was a non-participant on Monday. 
Tuesday. He was limited in practice, so just kind of look out for that. It seems like he will be playing, so that's good news for the football team. Uh, I expect this to be a shootout. I think uh, Washington can keep up with the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys looked really good against the Vikings last week. So uh, I think Logan Thomas, if you're looking for a, court or a tight end to, to stream or just to plug in because tight ends have been so abysmal this year, I think that's definitely something to look at against this putrid Dallas Cowboys pass defense. Yeah, battle for that's that's could potentially be the battle for uh, first place in the NFC East right there. Uh, then we have the night game, the the actual Thursday night game, Baltimore Ravens at the ten and O Pittsburgh Steelers. Cheese. Now, last time these two teams faced off, it was a sneaky shootout. There was a lot of offense to be had. So, I think on the Steelers' end, you shouldn't worry too much about going up against the Baltimore Ravens. We've seen their defense kind of take a step back a little bit, but then on the Ravens side of things, I I think the only person you can start with confidence at this point is Mark Andrews, Marquise Brown. Goodbye. He put up a goose egg last week. And after his phenomenal rookie season, I don't know what is going on with him. You can dump him, but I don't know what the fuck is going on with that guy. You're talking about Hollywood, right? Hollywood. I, I, Sorry, I that's his government name. No, no, I yeah. didn't. I didn't even hear. I, I honestly just kind of blanked out and didn't hear the name you had said. But I figured that was him. The problem is they don't have a fucking hands guy. They got they got Marquise, who's a good slot guy. He's fast. He can run off, get off the ball, get down the field. They don't have a hands guy besides Andrews, the t- the tight end. So these defensive backs have a really easy time. They just go. I would just put. What are you talking safe. about? They got Des Bryant. I was I was just gonna bring up. Could you guys believe that in twenty the year of our Lord twenty twenty, Des Bryant scored more fantasy points than Marquise Hollywood Brown? No, I can't believe that. <laughs> it's a wild situation. I also didn't think I would watch a video of uh, uh, Antonio Brown getting his dick sucked. But okay, here we go. The next game, next game. <laughs> we the, we go into the Sunday slate of games. We have. The Miami Dolphins in an AFC East showdown with the 0-10 New York Jets. Trav, any, well, any fantasy relevance here? Yeah, well, they're going to start Tua again. They are. Uh, after getting pulled in the Broncos game because he was bad, we originally thought injury, but no, it's just because he wasn't good. Um, Tua's going to start. I think he should have a field day with these guys. I think this is a game that he really tries to key in on Devontae Parker and get that relationship going, get that timing going, or at least I hope so for my personal. But uh, it should be that kind of game. The Jets shouldn't do anything. I actually like the Dolphins' defense a lot in this matchup. They should have a couple takeaways. From the Jets' point of view, with Joe Flacco under center, they're able to uh, throw the ball pretty good. Uh, Michael P-, P Ryan, I believe, is he on IR? He, I think he just he got just, put on IR this uh, today. Yeah, had a high, suffered a high ankle sprain, so it's looking like Frank Gore is going to be the lead back over there. And I don't think you're going to put a lot of faith in Frank Gore, but the receivers, Jameson Crowder, seemed like you know a good, reliable slot receiver. He only gets one catch for like 12 yards. So uh, Mims and Brashad Perriman over there seem like they're maybe going to be the the you know, one and two for Joe Flacco. Maybe if Sam Donald comes in, he looks at Crowder a little bit more, but I think on the Jets side, uh, maybe stash and see, but it, it it's the Jets. You're probably not going to want to play anybody against the Dolphins, even though the Dolphins did kind of put up a, a stinker against the, the Broncos. So 
That's mile uh, high, though. Wanna... That's mile high. It wasn't like it was, you know, pissing rain or snow or anything like that. It doesn't matter. That altitude just fucks with dudes. That atmosphere is ridiculous. That atmosphere is something else. It's something else. I forgot you said that. <laughs> we go to our next game where another AFC East team, the New England Patriots, are taking on the Cardinals in Foxborough. Cheese, what are we looking at here? I think this could be a uh, a shootout. Kyler Murray, he's going to be doing Kyler Murray things. But I think Cam Newton, a, a viable uh, starter in this situation. We're seeing him throw the ball a little more with, uh, you know, success. Rex Burkhead, he is out. Sony Michelle coming in, you know, running the ball. I think they're going to be perfectly fine. But I think this uh, wider receiver, this passing offense for the New England Patriots, kind of, you know, taking steps in the right direction. I know Bird had a big game. I want to see it again before putting him in my lineup. Uh, this is not going to be a shootout. This is going to be a low-scoring game. So anybody that you're looking to get fantasy productivity out of, I don't think it's going to happen. This is a game where Bill Belichick goes, I'm smarter than you, even though I got a bad team, and I think he's going to match up well. I think they're going to hold Kyler Murray. And I'm saying this as Kyler Murray's my main quarterback in most of my leagues. I think Kyler Murray has a down week, and it's going to be rough for them to get anything going. Uh, but there's no, no – you know – there's not much good for the Patriots going to. This should be heavy running back game. So if you got running backs over there, maybe. But just be New cautious. It is in New England, so check the weather. Mm-hmm. Probably shitty. So I was going to bring this up, as we know, with New England and with Bill Belichick. He's never one to stick with the same running back or, or have a real workhorse running back. We've seen Damian Harris the last couple weeks. He started off with 10 carries. Last week he had 18 carries. Are you seeing Are you seeing a trend here, or is he going to try and outsmart him and go, okay, I'm going to play Sony Michelle this week? Or, or, or is Damian Harris going to prove to be that guy? Why don't you go ahead, Cheese? I think you got to ride the hot hand. You got to go with Damian Harris, but also you know implement the other running backs that you have. So if you have Damian Harris, I think he's – a Perfectly fine starter. I think Arizona, you know, they have a, a decent defense. I, I think Travis maybe thinks highly, highly of them more than I do, but especially if the weather is kind of shitty, they're going to have to rely on that run. And we saw it against the Baltimore Ravens a few weeks ago on Sunday night. If the weather's shitty, they're playing a tougher defense. They can run the ball. Yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't really trying to give prop, mad props to the Cardinals' defense. It's more the New England has a bad offense, and the weather should be bad. So all signs lead towards low-scoring game. And, yeah, I think you're exactly right. I, I don't say that Damian Harris is going to have uptrend where he's going to keep getting more and more carries, but he should stay about there where he's at. So you should guys are be- thinking he's going to stay at about 18 carries. Somewhere around there. Somewhere around there. He, he'll have the majority of carries. Um, All right. Yeah. Love to see it. Love to Hope see it. Hope he gets it. over 100 yards, but then he might get a touchdown sniped away from him. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so we go to our next game where we have the Carolina Panthers going into Minnesota to face the Purple People Eaters. I believe we are on to Travis for his fantasy guru analysis. Yeah, I like – um I like Robbie Anderson to have a big comeback week this week. Uh, Vikings secondary, we've seen what Dallas just did to him, kind of picked him apart, and the offense just kind of rolled over him. 
Carolina coming off a win should come a little juice. And then Vikings, Dalvin Cook is always going to run the ball very well. Yeah, and I think Curtis Samuel over there at Carolina definitely has urges, has earned his stripes, even though Panthers don't have stripes, so that doesn't really make any sense. But I tried. I think Curtis Samuel, I think all the wide receivers over there are going to have a good game. And I think Dalvin Cook, this might be his last hurrah for a fantasy from a fantasy perspective because he has a tough schedule coming up. So with the trade deadline, I don't think you want to outsmart yourself and trade away Dalvin Cook, but uh, it's going to tough road ahead for the Vikings these past uh, next couple of weeks. Yeah, you know, and I think it all depends on who's quarterback. P.J. Walker favored D.J. Moore, and we've seen Teddy Bridgewater has favored um, Robbie Anderson. So, uh, And Curtis Samuel has kind of been that number two guy no matter who's behind uh, who's behind center there. So whoever it is, it'll be one of those two. Uh, then we go on to our next game. We have the 7-3 and three Browns taking on the Jacksonville Jaguars, who have been abysmal this year in Jacksonville. Cheese fantasy relevancy i think you're uh, looking at the running backs in the situation on both sides uh nick chubb kareem hunt they're gonna i think kareem hunt you know thank god he had that touchdown or else he wouldn't have done anything but i think against jacksonville they're gonna want to run the ball against him and i think jarvis landry has kind of fallen off and i don't think you're gonna want to start him whatsoever so i think all the running backs including james robinson on the other side are the people you're looking at in this game damn fucking kareem hunt should add two Yes, should have had two. It's unfortunate. But this is what I told you guys. I said that they opened up the running attack for each other. Now, Kareem Hunt's snaking the touchdowns. He should have had – I mean, he still had good points as like a flex option last week. If he would have scored both the touchdowns, he'd be, like I say, running back two option. Nick Chubb does well. Those guys are – they're the Browns are just going to keep running the ball. I mean, why – until somebody stops it, why would you stop? And I think that lead's going to lead the Jaguars to run the ball too. So, um, what's his name over there? Uh, James Robinson. James Robinson should have a a pretty decent day, but um, I could see that one really just being a ground and pound, low and slow game. Uh, does it make any difference if it's Gardner Minshew or if it is uh, Jake Luton or Jake Lutton or whatever behind center for the Jacksonville? For you I think it impacts DJ Chark's output a little bit. Um, Lutton's been finding DJ Chark a little bit more, but you, we know we've seen what Minshew and DJ Chark have as a connection. So if he's back, obviously bump him up a little bit, you know, if, from flex option to wide receiver two. I think if Minshew's in there, raises the water level a bit for the wide receivers. But even when Minshew was in there, I kind of felt like he was spreading the love around. He, you know, DJ Chark, he's a big play type of receiver. So you're kind of hoping, you know, he can get a, a big over the top one like Jake Lutton did in his uh, first start. But I think you're going to want to stay away from Jacksonville's wide receivers. I tend to agree, boys. Okay, we have the Tennessee Titans at ho- or going into Indianapolis to face the Colts. I believe we are on to Cheese for his analysis on this. Yeah, I mean, th- this one's a little, a little rougher just because I think on Indianapolis' side, you, you kind of wonder exactly who's going to get a lot of the touches. Travis talked about Michael Pittman. I think he's definitely a viable option depending on matchups and who you have on your, on your lineup, Tennessee. I think uh, this, 
I mean, it's kind of kind of weird because we kind of think of Indianapolis as uh, a tough defense, so maybe you should want to stay away from the wide receivers of Ryan Tannehill. But then we did just see Green Bay kind of light it up, and I feel like Tennessee has maybe a, a better kind of array of weapons around Ryan Tannehill, so maybe they can some do th- some things over there, especially since, I mean, they took advantage of the stronger, I think, uh, Baltimore Ravens defense. Yeah, I could see this. Um, I could see Tennessee not get able to get into the end zone in this game until late. Field goal city for Tennessee. You think uh, what's his as name long over as they're there? Un- as long as it's we'll under- miss a couple. Yeah, as long as yeah. it's over fifty yards, Stephen Gaskowski automatic. But if they're shorter than that, then God help you. Yeah, <laughs> he, he might miss a couple this week. But everything else you, you said, I agree with, Chief. So we can go ahead get on. Yeah, I like Mike Vrabel as a head coach. I think he'll dial up something, you know, to begin with to, to get get out in front of that Colts defense. Uh, next game, we kind of touched on one of these teams a little bit today. We have the New York Giants at Cincinnati to face the Bungles, a Joe Burrowless Bungles. Travis, what's what's this bleak outlook looking like? I'm starting most. If if the if you, there's Giants options out there, starting them Sterling Shepard, Wayne Gallman, Daniel Jones. I mean, it's a favorable matchup on the road. Go for it. I say those are some guys. Those guys will have some good week. Uh, have a good week. Yeah, coming off the bye, you think the Giants would have a good game plan against the Bengals? I mean, we've already talked about the Bengals. I think uh, you're you're still start starting. Uh, uh, Tyler Boyd, T. Mm-hmm. Higgins, A.J. Green, you're going to maybe want to wait and see what happens. Yeah, take Over. a little breather on them. Yep. Uh, in, this, in our next matchup, we have the Los Angeles Chargers in Buffalo to face the 7-3 and three Bills. Cheese, who are you looking for in this matchup? Uh, it's in Buffalo, so watch the weather. Maybe that will affect the quarterbacks in the situation. But I think this – could be a shootout. This could be a lot of fun, a lot of points scored. So uh, I think you're going to want to start pretty much everybody if you got someone in this game, especially maybe except for the running backs for the Buffalo Bills. And Austin Eckler seems like he's uh, he's on the right track, maybe come back this week. Who knows? He has the potential. He's been working out. It seems like they, they said last week that it looks like it's going to be this week where he comes back. Verbal meme. Now this is epic. I think it's going to be a shootout. It should be a fun game. All righty. I like I like Mike Williams again. I keep mentioning him as the number two guy over there, and Herbert just fucking goes deep to him. It's awesome. Herbert didn't lose his powers with his hair, so love Got to it. see it. Uh, we have the Las Vegas Raiders in Atlanta against the Falcons. Cheese, what's some what's some insight? Give the well, people some insight. Can I? I- Travis wants to inject. Cheese, if you have one option to start this week between Hunter Renfro and Nelson Aguilar, who would you start for the Raiders? I think I'm going to start with – I think I would go with Aguilar. I think uh, Renfro, I think he's going to maybe get some more short yard touches, but I think Aguilar has that ability to go over the top and score that touchdown. He, I mean, he scored so many touchdowns this year that it's kind of unreal to think he's going to keep going on that rate. But I think against that weak Atlanta defense, I think he, he's a good shot of doing it again. 
Cool. I agree with that. I just, uh, like when I was thinking about this game, that was the first question that came to my mind. So I wanted to throw it out there. Um, I think the Falcons, do we know Calvin Ridley? What's up with Calvin Ridley? Calvin Ridley's fine. He finished the game. It's uh, Julio Jones had a little bit of oh, hamstring sorry. issue during the game. They pulled him just kind of as a precaution. Let him let him work it out on the sideline. He should be fine for this. But th- so so they should be fine with those guys, right? He he should be fine. But it's been it's the same hamstring that that hindered him earlier this season. So that's always kind of a concern with him. Is you know he he'll start the game. Uh, will he come out in the middle of it? It's going to be tough. It's going to, it's all about his load management through the week and, and seeing how much he practices. Uh, we haven't seen Russell Gage have any, have any bright spots for the Falcons lately. So I say with Julio Jones having that aggravated a little bit and Calvin Ridley back um, from, what I, from what I've watched from Raider defense is when the ball is spread out, they have a rough time. So I think uh, Russell Gage will have a good game as well. I think if Julio's playing, Matt Ryan and that Atlanta passing offense will have a bounce back week. I, I'm a little worried. Uh, the Raiders this week just picked up two former Atlanta pass rushers. They just picked up Vic Beasley and Tack McKinley. So potential potential revenge games coming out there, wanting to get back at Atlanta. It's a little worried. They just gave up eight sacks, eight sacks to the Saints. So we shall see. Uh, in our next matchup, we have the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, in LA against the Rams, Travis, what, uh, what, how many injuries are going to come out of this game? Man, I don't want to even speak any of that into existence. I feel bad for the 49ers. Uh, I don't want to even, I don't even want to <laughs> say anything because yeah, no. shit well, happens and then it's on me. The Rams are a very, very good team. Um, I think this defense is going to absolutely tear apart the 49ers. I think there should be couple takeaways Rams defense and then I the the issue that we keep talking about with the Rams is their running game I think they're not going to throw the ball that much out of basically necessity so take your shot with whoever you think is going to come in and basically eat the clock and the Rams they lit it up against Tampa Bay I don't expect it to be that successful again through the air I kind of agree with Travis that they're going to want to maybe scale it back and run the ball a little bit more and but they are going up against the 49ers which who beat them on Sunday night a few weeks back so maybe they're going to try to run it up and you know get some revenge who knows maybe they're petty like that Sean Sean McVay definitely petty like that I would say super super petty looks like Travis won't be starting Brandon Ayuk this week shame for shame Uh, (laughs) I don't know if he's gonna play I mean, if he's shadowed by Jalen Ramsey, I'm saying that. <laughs> yeah, we've seen what Jalen Ramsey has done to well, well, high-level wide receivers. It's not even the fact that, like, it's not even the fact that, okay, Jalen Ramsey, very good. Yes, yes, yes. And he's covering him, and that's going to be rough for Brandon Ayuk. But it's not even just that. It's the fact that there, if he's being played, if he's on him, there's no way fucking backup, what's his name, is going to even throw the ball remotely close to that area. We see Russell Wilson was afraid to throw the ball to DK Metcalf because he was on him. And maybe maybe he's trying to make a name for himself, and he'll be the person who only targets Jalen Ramsey. Oh, my God. That was like, <laughs> oh, oh, like, what's his name? He used to do it with Darrell Rivas all the time. Um, The Miami quarterback – which one? There's been Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, no, no, no. Be, it was be, it was before that. It was only there for a couple of years. But when Revis was on the Jets, 
every time they played, he would pick them off like one or two times. He just refused to stop throwing the ball that way. I, I can't remember it, but was it Chad Henney? I feel like Chad Henney would that, do something stupid be, like that. That may be right. Um, <laughs> let's go on to the next game. We have uh, the New Orleans Saints led by Taysom Hill going into that very, very high uh, atmosphere in Denver facing off against the Broncos. Cheese, tell us about that atmosphere, pal. Well, we know that atmosphere is rough, so people don't play the same over there a mile high. But I think Taysom Hill and that uh, New Orleans Saints offense will be just fine. I think uh, the tough defense of the Saints going against Denver, I think they're going to run the ball a lot. They're going to you know, wind out the clock, so... I wouldn't expect Michael Thomas to go off like he did last week, but I think we're going to see maybe Taysom Hill trying to rely more on Michael Thomas just because, you know, he's a nice safety blanket if you just throw him the ball and let him do the rest. Yeah, run on the first couple of downs, throw to Michael Thomas on third down. I could see them. Taysom Hill, you know, using his feet a little more, just kind of letting the clock wear down on this game because Denver, you know. Denver just beat Miami, which we've said very good defense as of lately, as of late. Uh, do you guys see any fantasy relevance out of Latavius Murray this week? Maybe a low end flex play. As you said, Alvin Kamara, not really getting used to the pass use it used in the past game. A little bit difference of offense with Taysom Hill. Nothing. Travis shaking his head. No, I don't think so. I don't think so, but I'm perfectly fine with picking up insurance policies like Latavius Murray, Tony Pollard, Alexander Madison, stuff like that. That would be the only reason you have to pick him up. Except, you you know, if that high atmosphere gets to Alvin Kamara and he goes down, then that's why you would pick him up. There you go. High atmosphere, man. It's it's wild out there. We have the nine and one Kansas City Chiefs at Tampa Bay to face the Buccaneers. Trav. Shootout. 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 Yep. Uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is throwing a bunch of picks, but he's spreading the ball out well. He's getting the ball to Evans. He's getting the ball to Godwin. The offense is opening up. Gronk, all those guys. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown as well, yes. <laughs> um, and the Chiefs. Chiefs and the Chiefs. So I, I feel like this game will be a shootout. So I'm starting – Pretty much everybody. Don't now Antonio Brown's not gonna put up wide receiver one, wide receiver two numbers. He's a low end flex play. If you need to go out there and do it, Gronk is a great tight end pick. I even think Cameron Brait would be a great tight end start. Um and we know the guys for the Chiefs. So uh Michael Hardman, I think, is a good flex play this week. Yeah, I agree. Probably gonna be a shootout. It's not on prime time, so that means the Buccaneers will actually play well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I like I like Antonio Brown. He's seen. I mean, the last two weeks, he he's he's had a, a drop for a touchdown this past week, and then another drop for a fifty yard play the week before. And he comes down with those, and we're talking about he's a wide wide receiver two, wide receiver one type player. Let's but see. I I think I think they, I think the Chiefs defense is still, although they're going to score a bunch of points. The Chiefs defense is still option to stream or or if they I'm sure somebody probably has them um in most leagues, but start him because Tom Brady has been making mistakes on top of scoring. So at least you're gonna get turnovers. We thought the uh running back situation with the Bucks was Ronald Jones first, then Leonard Fournette, and then it flips on his head and Fournette is getting the touchdowns and getting passing work and what the hell's going on here? 
Is it back to normal like we were beginning of the season? Who the fuck knows? I think I think we all kind of knew Fournette was going to get the passing down work just because Rojo has proven he's not the best out of the backfield for receiving, and he's he's and had he, trouble. And then Fournette drops two passes. Yeah, but he's also had trouble picking up blitzes, and I think they're just more comfortable with Fournette. I think um, Bruce Arians is a little more forgiving with drop passes than he is fumbling the football, and – I don't know why they started giving um, Fournette the goal line carries, but maybe it's just the bigger back would be my guess. I will, I will let anybody make any opinion on the show and I will say any opinion on the show, but from now on, we, we, we don't act like we even have any fucking clue what they're doing with the running backs over there. I don't think anybody knows. Matthew Barry couldn't tell you what's going on with them. Well, you just said, uh, you just said, we think this is going to happen. You're lying to the people. You have no idea. We have no idea. Well, I can think something and still have no clue. Oh. You thinking something is not we thinking something. Ah, yeah. sorry. Sorry, guys. Don't keep my name out of your mouth. Travis, 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 Travis. Bitch. All right, we have the Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. Cheese, what are you looking for here? I'm looking for the Green Bay Packers to light it up. Or maybe not light it up because... Bears defense is kind of tough, but uh, Allen Robinson, David Montgomery, maybe that's about it for the Bears. Cordero Patterson. Corderell. Corderell. We've seen the Green Bay Packers have terrible run defense. Do you think that they try and go back to the well and run the ball with Cordero? I'm sure he's going to get touches here and there, but if David Montgomery's back full time, he's going to get all the touches basically. What about like a flex play for, you know, all the plays they run through him? Do you think that's a good flex play, Cordero? Jeez, any any opinion on it? Any feel, any feel, opinion on Cordero? I feel like with no buys this week, there's probably a safer option out there for you at the flex position. I think the only thing you're you're hoping for if you're playing him is I hope that special teams, I hope Cordero Patterson takes one to the house. That's about it. Yeah. Um, and then we go to the Monday night game. We have Battle of the Birds. We have the Seattle Seagulls at the Philadelphia Eagles. Fuck you, Travis Cheese. <laughs> Fuck you, Travis Cheese. Give your opinion first again. Uh, Seahawks, I think Russ is going to cook here. Eagles, they could just continue to struggle. I I think maybe stay away from the Eagles side of things. I think Miles Sanders, he's fine. Dallas Goddard, he had a big game. Maybe he can uh, replicate that against a, uh, you know, below average Seahawks defense, but we've seen the Seahawks defense kind of come on these last few weeks. They're good against tight ends. Terrible against wide receivers. Travis has got to sit there in silence because he's Carson Wentz will look halfway competent this week against the Seahawks. Carson Wentz, fantasy relevant this week. I think he'll put out uh, – this is at home in Philly. He's going to show up. He's going to play a good game. I, I, I'm i sure if I'm a – I know we're not doing this fantasy football, but if we're gambling this game, I've got the Eagles covering a spread. I don't care. This is this is a complete trap game for the Eagles on, on Seattle. I think Carson Wentz makes it happen, and uh, Miles Sanders has a good game too. I would love to go. I would love to go along with you, but I think Carson Wentz has been so bad this year. And even though Seattle's defense is is not very good, I think 
he's just going to look just as bad. Well, that's uh, your provocative, provocative, buddy. That's my provocative. Yep, I mean, uh, or prerogative. I don't know what word I'm looking for. Yeah, I was, I was going for the provocative. That's what he wanted. Not, not my prerogative. The people uh, want the pro- your provocative. Uh, yeah. All right. That, well, that atmosphere over there downstairs must be really getting to you. I have to shit. all righty then (laughs) sorry uh but yeah that's gonna happen all right well um, everybody poops nobody poops (laughs) nobody poops like me though (laughs) no i think my co-host has something to say about that oh yeah your your co-host on curveballs and chair shots definitely but he does he do that all the time yes what is that i need to know i mean we can go real dirty are you talking about chili bowl we're just is talking he, about in general. He's, is he chili bowling all the time? Not in his pants, but he'll chili bowl the bowl. Yeah, 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 like all the time. Pretty much. I mean, I don't got a schedule or his. From know. what I've heard, from every time I've had, well, see, this is the problem. Me and me and Dominic had the idea of we need to make a podcast, and I think a Travis would be. Uh, no, no, Travis would be great for this podcast. Uh, once we get our our whole situation here our whole what a media conglomerate going uh <laughs> one of our podcasts is going to be uh shits of the week and we're just gonna sit down and we're gonna talk about our bowel movements that we had all week uh you can call it tales from the shit like tales from the crypt but it's all about shit stories okay cool but yeah that's the i mean that's the fuck you <laughs> fuck you <laughs> i'm just gonna no sell your name um yeah so I think you would fit perfectly on there. You can talk about all your bowel movements of the week, Travis. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, if you guys don't have anything else, cheese, you want to shout out your uh, whatever you got going Socials. on? Curveballs and chair shots. Curveballs and CS on Instagram and Twitter. What are you going to yep. be doing stand-up in the next week? Oh, sorry. Different different thing. We don't do stand-up. Oh, I would every- do stand-up, but I prefer sitting down. Everybody tune in tomorrow to Trapdoor to Hell, please. We got a good episode coming. We're finally gonna review Tombstone. We have a trivia game that was a lot of fun to record with Johnny Roca. Ty, do you have any opinions about how tomorrow's gonna go? Everybody tune in to Curveballs and Chair Shots on Friday as well. Uh, I didn't want I didn't want Cheese to be left out on that. Uh, they do funny segments like Mr. X's questions of the week and Dominic's picks. Great content. And our number one fan, Haley, always emails or always sends in questions. She always has great questions. And we took the time. We took the time. If you're listening to this, we took the time at 7 a.m. to make sure we posted (laughs) and let you guys know to ask questions. (laughs) And we got one half question. You didn't even get a question. Come on, guys. Help a brother out. Oh, man. That's funny. How many people actually listen to this? Uh, I could check out the numbers. Cheese, what do you have? You looked at the numbers? Seen the numbers. We'll talk about off the air, you know, kayfabe. Kayfabe, oh, kayfabe. Because, okay. okay. I mean, we don't want to brag in front of the millions, you know? And millions. And millions. Yep. All right. So, everybody have a good fantasy week. <laughs>